I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did you hear what Dumois said? Who is it? Can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about on Dumois. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, I'm listening to your voicemails and answering your most pressing questions. If you're interested in leaving a voicemail and being featured on the podcast, you can call the number 213-373-4217. Let's get started. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Do You. Today... I will be conducting a solo episode and I'll be answering the voicemails that you guys submitted through our special podcast hotline. If you want to call and leave a message, that number has been posted. So it's definitely somewhere in highlights and it will also be in the description of this podcast episode. So if you guys ever want to, you know, check in, call, leave a message, say hey, um, leave me a message and I'll answer it on the next voicemail episode. Before we get started, as always, I just have a couple updates. I got a really interesting message and I'm dying to read it to you guys because I think it kind of sheds some light on something that is widely discussed on my Instagram account and has also, you know, been, I've read about in articles like since I've started reporting on it and that's Leonardo DiCaprio's use of headphones while in the boudoir. Um, In case you guys don't know what that's all about, there is a rumor that Leonardo DiCaprio likes to wear headphones during his sexy time with his whoever. I mean, I I don't know if it's just one night stands. I don't know if it's hookups. I don't know if he uses them all the time with his girlfriends. That part's unclear. But it has been widely speculated and widely alleged that, in fact, he does wear headphones while doing the deed. And in case you guys don't know, that's why his nickname is Headphones Dino Bones, The dino bones part comes from the fact that he actually collects dinosaur bones. I had a few people message me (laughs) and ask if the reason (laughs) he's he's called dino bones is because he's old and (laughs) and his bones are like as old as dinosaurs. 
And I just want you guys to know, no, it has nothing to do with his age or his bone density. Um, it's the fact that he actually likes to collect dinosaur bones. And I actually have proof of it. Um, somebody attended a party at Leo's a while ago. This was before COVID and quarantine. And they took pictures. They probably weren't supposed to. They took pictures of his foyer. And in his foyer, he, in fact, has a dinosaur um, fossil, huge fossil of a dinosaur head. I've posted it. It's in highlights. It's buried somewhere in highlights. If you guys want me to dig it up, I'd be happy to repost. But it's definitely in highlights in the past couple months. Um, So anyway, back to the nickname Headphones Dino Bones. Someone messaged me yesterday and said, a friend used to be Leo's assistant and said he doesn't read. He can obviously read, but he likes to listen to everything recorded. He makes his people record his scripts so he could listen to them. I think this is really important intel into the whole why it is why is he always wearing headphones? Because I do have to say that besides while he's having sex, he has actually been seen wearing headphones in a lot of paparazzi pictures. I actually have a picture of him. It's one of my favorite pictures. I'll definitely repost this one at a dinner. He's at like a literal dinner table at Catch in LA, I think. Um, and he has headphones in while he's like at a table with a bunch of people. So, I mean, is he listening to scripts and is he like prepping for his roles every waking minute? I mean, he is an excellent actor. So I think this could be a possibility. I mean, think about all his performances. They're flawless, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys are big Leo fans, but I think he's one of, you know, our generation's greatest actors. So it would make a lot of sense if he's always listening to these recordings of his scripts. Um, The other thing they mentioned is um, one time Leo (laughs) forgot to buy condoms. um, So his assistant had to pick them up and bring them to him. He buys magnums. So I don't know if that would be of interest to you guys. I was interested. I was not expecting that, Um, but good for him. Also, way to be safe, Leo. Love to see it. The next thing I would like to just touch on, um, somebody asked me in the Q&A how John Mayer feels about Taylor Swift's new song. There is a song on Taylor Swift's new album that the Swifties are speculating is about John Mayer. I don't know the name of the song. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, Swifties, to let you down. I don't remember the name of the song. I don't know the lyrics. I don't know why they think this. But I've had many people write in to me about this song. So because there is potentially a song on Taylor's new album about John, you know, people start talking about their relationship, which was many years ago. Why is she still singing about it? Someone messaged me and said, I know this is going to be hard to believe, but John and Taylor never even slept together. I know this for a fact. Now, I know a lot of Swifties might debate that because I think that when she first sang about John Mayer, I believe she talked 
about intimate moments. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the Swifties take all of her lyrics so literal. I mean, it is a song. I do think she probably takes some creative liberties with her songwriting because essentially her songs are like storytelling, right? But it could be fiction. Do you know what I mean? So I believe that they never even slept together. And someone else wrote in, I have on very good authority that John does not give a shit about Taylor. He actually said he hopes she goes to therapy to get over their two-month fling. It was not meaningful to him. Does anyone care that much about a barely two-month relationship that happened over a decade? Well, he does not, and he thinks she and her fans are silly. I've heard that before from other people, um, but I've also, you know, somebody sent me a clip of him talking on Andy Cohen saying that he heard songs that were supposedly written about him and he's enjoyed listening to them and, you know, he he has no hard feelings or no ill will. So what is his real feeling about it? You know, I'll never know unless he tells me personally and I don't speak to John Mayer, so I have no idea. But something tells me like that last message I read is probably the truth. The last thing I want to touch on before we get to the voicemails is Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Somebody asked about Ryan Reynolds in the Q&A yesterday and I answered saying that I really haven't heard anything negative about Ryan and a lot of people messaged me and they referenced some blind items that I believe were on Crazy Days and Nights about Ryan being super controlling over Blake Lively. I said to those people who messaged me that I thought that was bullshit. I mean, listen, if you guys have listened to past episodes of this show or my Spotify show, I've had Enti who runs the Crazy Days and Nights website on many, many times. I totally respect his opinion. I love speaking with him, but we do get conflicting information sometimes. And I think that information came from his website and a lot of people referenced it. So I wanted to get to the bottom of it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. So I asked someone who would know and they said, yes, he could be controlling, but it's not in like an abusive sort of way or like he's not holding her captive, you know, in their Tribeca apartment and she's not listening to every word he says. And I think some people like took those blind items to that extreme. It's more of like he's older, he's more successful, he's been in the business longer, you know, listen to me, I know what I'm talking about. It's more like that. And and she goes along with it. Like she wants his advice. She wants his guidance. It's not that he's forcing her to do anything. And I think that's what the blind items sort of intimated, that it was like a forceful situation. And I also said this to many people. I'm like, does Blake Lively look like she could be forced into doing anything? I mean, people who've listened to this podcast, people who've seen me post about her, she seems like a very strong-willed woman. I don't think anyone could make her do anything. So he might guide her strongly, <laughs> you know, with a strong hand. Um, but I don't think it's it's as it's as it has been portrayed or how you guys are like imagining it to be. Um, you know, this person did also say 
he is the reason about like the super secrecy behind the pregnancies and their kids. Like they're, they are super private about their family. You know, she does not like to be photographed with her kids. That's all her, her hating the paparazzi. That actually has nothing to do with Ryan. That's her. Um, She hates the paparazzi, but he calls the shots about what is being shared with the press as far as their family and children. And she just goes along with it. So I don't know. Do you guys think that's controlling? I don't know. I think that's just like a certain dynamic in their relationship, you know, based on the fact that, as I mentioned, he's been in the business longer. He's older. I guess he's considered more successful. Um, so she listens to him. I don't think it's any sort of like push pull in their relationship. So I just really wanted to clear that up because I was getting a lot, a lot of messages about it. And I think that it was making people think he's not a good guy, but if she's fine with it and she's fine with that dynamic, then it's fine. You know, who are we to say? Okay. So let's get into the voicemails. Hey, dude, this is Sophie. Um, I consent to you to using this voicemail on your podcast. Love you. I was just wondering if Tara Devangeline is okay. I know, what was it, like three weeks ago now, she had that kind of traumatic experience on the flight. And so I was just wondering if she's still doing okay, um, if Margot Robbie is doing okay based on those photos from her leaving her apartment. So just wanted to see if there was an update on that. Okay, thank you. Love you. Bye. Hi, Sophie. Thanks so much for your question. So I asked around, um, you know, Kara has actually made a few public appearances since the photographs of her sort of looking really frazzled and out of it were released. Um, And she looks really, really good. Like, I was shocked. I don't think she's ever looked better. So I asked around, you know, to people that I know, you know, know who she is. And I asked how she's doing. And they said she's doing really, really well. I think that the partying was getting out of hand. I think that was evident in those pictures. Um, But she has really good friends, like the pictures we saw of Margot Robbie visiting her. Um... So they said she has really good friends and family around her that look out for her. So it sounds like she has a really, really strong support system, which is great. And, you know, whatever they did, she looks like she's doing really, really well. Unfortunately, I don't have the details of whether or not she's in therapy or whether or not she went through an official detox. Um, I didn't really feel like it was appropriate to ask this person the specifics um but they said she's doing really well so I think that's really good to hear thank you for your question hey um I'm Anna Lee was just wondering would you consider yourself a modern day gossip girl and what really inspired you to like start this whole like family you would say Hi, Annalie. Thank you so much for your question. First of all, I loved that you used the word family um, because I really do feel like the people who follow the account and, you know, enjoy its content is like a really close knit community. Some of these people, you know, have been following from the beginning during a really, really dark time. 
during quarantine. That's the dark time I'm referring to. Um, and I feel like we like went through it together. I feel really, really close to a bunch of people who've been following the account. And of course I love the new followers as well. Um, and I love how they just like jump right in and, you know, try to figure out, you know, what we're talking about or what's going on. I know I reference a lot of nicknames and I reference a lot of posts from a while back. So if you guys ever have any questions, honestly, feel free to ask. I get this question the most, who my boss is. And I'll tell you guys that <laughs> that is actually based on a post somebody sent me from Tumblr. There was a specific time, I don't know why, but like all the kids on Tumblr thought that Sean Mendez had bought my account. I literally have no idea why. They like literally just like fabricated this out of thin air. So they kept calling him my boss. And I thought it was really funny and it just like kind of caught on. So now everyone just calls him my boss. But I realize like not everyone remembers that time or is in on the joke. But that's why he's not my boss. He never bought the account. It's just like a funny thing that the kids made up that I just like thought was funny. Um, As far as being compared to Gossip Girl, you know, I never set out to be like Gossip Girl. Obviously, I love the show. I don't hide that. I love the I love the old show. I love the reboot. Um, I mean, I talk so much about Blake Lively. I think you guys know that that derives from my love of Gossip Girl, but I never started the account and thought to myself, let me be anonymous so I could be like Gossip Girl. I started the account and was anonymous because I had a full-time job at the time. And I did not want my boss and my coworkers to know that I was doing this on the side. And to answer your other question, the account took off during quarantine. It was the week everyone was order to stay home. Like we literally could not leave our apartments. Like work was shut down. Everything was shut down. I thought my life was over. I was like, what are we going to do? People were losing their jobs left and right. I was like panicking because I was like, if I lose my job, fine, but I'm not going to be able to find another job because nobody's hiring. So I was in like a very, very high state of panic. And I used Instagram as a complete distraction from that. Um, and that's how the account took off. I literally just posted something to the account. It was a defunct sort of lifestyle account at the time. And I posted something to the account that said, hey guys, if you have had any interactions with celebrities, you know, write in and I'll post it. And that's literally how it started. And this wasn't a, you know, like unique idea. I had seen other people do this. I've seen people on Facebook talk about meeting celebrities and talk about interacting with celebrities. So I didn't set out for this to become what it is. It just sort of happened. And as it was gaining more traction, I was like, all right, well, let me see where this goes. Like, let me commit to it as much as I can because I had a full-time job and see where it goes. And then, you know, fast forward to almost three years later, I've quit my job. I'm doing this full-time and I'm anonymous now 
because I don't want it to be about me. I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to be a typical influencer, I should say, because I guess I do sort of like give you guys a lot of recommendations, but I try to make them all celebrity focused. Um, I want the account to be like a magazine, you know, to be like a digital magazine. And if you think about it, like when you're reading a magazine, you're not thinking about one person, right? You're just thinking about the magazine. So if I come out and say like, this is who I am and, you know, this is what I do and this is what I like and this is me, like it's not going to be about the brand. It's not going to be about the community. It's going to be about me. So that is why I stay anonymous. It has nothing to do with like I'm hiding from celebrities. It has nothing to do with being scared of being sued. If somebody wants to sue me, they will find a way to do so. It's, you know, I'm not hiding from the law. I'm not hiding from the First Amendment. I'm not hiding from anyone. I'm just trying to build a brand. That's it. So I think that people like really take the anonymity thing to the next level. But, you know, I think it's a bit part of my business plan, to be honest. It's not anything I'm doing to be annoying or, and it's definitely, definitely not anything I'm doing to try to be like Gossip Girl. So I hope that answered your question and answered some other questions I get all the time. Thank you. DraftKings Casino is bringing you only the best. Classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus exclusive games you won't find anywhere else. What's your favorite casino game, Ferris? Oh, you know it's roulette. (laughs) Same. Same. Roll it like roulette, baby. Put it all on red. (laughs) What numbers are you playing, Ferris? I'm playing six and 11 and uh, 16. I'm playing four. All my right. favorite number. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use code DOYOU. New players get an instant deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. That's code D-E-U-X-U. Only on DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per new customer. Must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within seven days, 168 hours of registering a new account. Max, match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days, 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash new player offer 2024. Hey, do this is Blakely. I really want to know any information about Nicki Minaj being like an industry bully. I've seen a ton of stuff about it on Twitter, and I know she's always constantly beefing with someone, it seems like, or subtweeting people, and I just want to know about any information you have about that. So, thank you. Hi, Blakely. Thank you for your message. I'm a huge Nicki Minaj fan myself. Um, I have a couple answers for you. I had to ask around because, you know, I don't get 
that much on Nikki. Most of the things that I get about Nikki have to do with like working with her, like working on a set, working on a project. Um, somebody said I've worked with her a few times and not sure why she's always beefing with people. She was actually very sweet to another artist she was working with at the time. It could partially be just the persona she wants. She has a reputation for not being the easiest. She's notoriously hours late for everything and everyone bends over backwards to give her whatever she wants, but she's actually super funny when you've been around her a bit and she always gets her work done and it ends up better than expected. That's somebody's experience from a work standpoint. And the part that says she's notoriously hours late for everything. I've heard that several times. Um, she is always late, always keeping people waiting. You know, I don't know. I feel like there's no excuse for it, but a lot of celebrities operate in this way. And you know, people just let them get away with it. I don't know what are you really supposed to do in that scenario. I'm sure the people that are around her and her team are trying to get her to places on time. Um, but for whatever reason, she is just someone notorious for being late. So that was their answer. But I knew that there was more to it. So I tweeted. I was a little nervous, you guys. Like, I was scared to do this because her fan base, the Barbs, um, they are very large. It's a very large fan base. I'm trying to think of like how to describe them. And they're very passionate. I've never had a bad experience with a barb. Like, I don't know if it's maybe I'm just lucky. You know, I know people always warn me about fan bases. I've been warned about her fan bases, but they've always been like super nice about anything I've ever posted about Nikki. I don't know if they just don't know about my account or if they don't care, <laughs> probably they don't care. Um, but <laughs> but I have posted, you know, about how she's difficult and stuff and I've never heard anything from them. So maybe they know she's difficult and late, you know. Um, but anyway, I tweeted asking them for help because I wanted their perspective on this question. Um, because I knew they would know, like, I just, I knew they would have like really good insight. Um, and you know, again, they're so nice. Like a couple people right away are like, what do you need? What do you, what do you need to know? Like, you know, they messaged me, how can I help you? It's like, wow, like you guys are a really nice fan base. Um, so let me read you, um, what one of her fans sent me. And I think it makes a lot of sense actually. Um, they said, so Nikki is a super outspoken individual, obviously, and sometimes it gets her in trouble. Not often is it unwarranted, however. She's usually speaking facts, but it's her delivery and the angry, bitter old tropes that usually rile people up about her. Also, I think it's a misconception that Nikki has so many beefs. I think it's as common as many celebs in the industry. She just takes to the internet a lot more and is very direct. Rappers have beef all the time, but nobody cares because most of them are boring male rap rivalries and a majority of celebrities are nowhere near as famous as her overall. Um, so I think this person said a couple of really important things. Um, beefs are common. They're common in the industry. Um, people just don't talk about them like her. Like she's not afraid to address and I think that that's why people think she has so many of them 
But I agree. I think that there's a lot of behind the scene beefs. And I'm not even talking about rappers. I'm talking about celebrities. I'm talking about reality stars. Obviously, I would say they're pretty outspoken, but there's a lot we don't know there. So I think the more interesting question out of all this are like, what celebrity beefs are your favorite? that aren't talked about that much. You know, one that I've talked about a lot because every time it comes up, I like, I'm like, this is so crazy. There's a beef between Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon. And somebody sent me a sighting. They were sitting next to Leo at a restaurant in New York and they overheard him talking shit about Matt Damon. Okay, you guys, I'm looking through my Leo DiCaprio file for this post. I found it. It's a picture of Leo at a restaurant. Somebody was sitting at the next table. They snapped a secret pic. He, and this was before my account even existed. So, you know, I get so much heat for, like, perpetuating these, like, secret pictures or, like, you know, overhearing conversations. But this shit's been happening forever. Um people just had no one to share it with. So somebody took a secret picture of Leo. He's in a newsboy cap. He has a beard. Okay. It says, oh my God, I have photo evidence of this. I work downtown in New York City and my coworker ran into him at this restaurant we go to for lunch all the time. He said he barely ate and talked shit about Matt Damon the whole time. I wish I remembered specifics, but this was a while ago in 2014. I asked what shit talking he was doing on Matt Damon. And the answer was he was talking about. (laughs) It's so stupid. He was talking about how lame Damon was (laughs) and soft, lame and soft or something like that. (laughs) I don't know. It just cracked me up. Anyway, so back to Nikki. I think there's a lot of beefs that people just don't talk about. Um, she's just like super open about them and she's really, and she's really involved in her fan base. I mean, you got to give her so much credit for that. She brought them on stage when she won her MTV like icon award or whatever. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. I'd have, I have to give it to her and Taylor Swift. Um, the way they treat their fans is top notch. Um, anyway, so that's all I really found out. I hope I answered your question. I love Nicki Minaj, so I'll post anything I get, you know, good and bad. But thank you for your question. Hi, dude. This is Ed. I'm calling from Mexico. And I was just calling to ask about Britney. I know you must have, you must get like thousands of, um, questions about her, but it's, I mean, I know she's okay, but is she still with Sam? I know she's been traveling a lot all by herself and she's doing like, she seems better, but is there any info on her book? Is it coming? Um, any, like, music or stuff that she's working on? And overall, like, any news also on her legal battle? That will be it. Love you. Hi, Ed. Thank you so much for your question. Um, so, yes, I do get asked about Brittany all the time. I don't get that many updates about her unless I, like, inquire. So, of course, for you, Ed, I asked around. And, oh, guys, I'm going to say something, and I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me, but I don't think her and Sam are legally married. I don't think that it was a legal ceremony. I don't think that any of the necessary paperwork um, was filed. 
I mean, I guess you could figure that out. I guess you could just look it up. But I don't I, and I didn't look it up because I don't know how to look up that kind of stuff. I know you guys know how to like look up license and databases and real estate databases. I'm not that savvy. I don't know how to do that, but I don't think she's legally married. Um, I think that she's still coping with her trauma. I think that that's evident, obviously, uh, as we could see on her Instagram. She will take to Twitter. She'll take to Instagram to vent about her feelings. I don't think the book is written. I don't know if the book will ever happen. I'm going to be honest with you. I know that there was an article that went out that the book was delayed to next year because of a paper shortage. Um, You know, I also have a book coming out. I wasn't alerted of a paper shortage. I know there was one, though, because I actually Googled because I got nervous when that article came out. I was like, shit, there's a paper shortage. There was a paper shortage, but I don't think that that's the reason that her book is delayed. Um, I think that it just isn't finished or I don't even know if it's been started. I'm going to tell you the truth. I do think that all of these posts and all of these you know, sort of thoughts that she has posted, I think that that could be like, you know, something that was in preparation for the book. Because, you know, before you write a book, you sort of need to have an outline and whatnot. So all of the things that she's posting could be for the book. I just don't think it's written. Um, You know, people have been also asking where Sam is. Sam is not fully removed from the situation, but he's definitely not living in the same house and is giving her a ton of space. That's what I heard. Um, You know, obviously she's been having issues with her trauma and, you know, trying to process all of that. So I think that some of the people around her sort of suggested to him, you know, maybe give her some space right now. So I don't know where he is permanently living you know, maybe he stops by, maybe they see each other every day, but I don't think he's at the house. As far as their relationship and the fate of their relationship, I don't know, guys. I don't see it being something for the long haul. I don't think he was prepared. I mean, they've been together for a really long time, but since the conservatorship ended, she's, I think, been processing things differently than she had in the past so I don't know if he was prepared to handle that so as of now um, I think any projects that she was involved in are on hold I haven't heard anything about new music you know she's talked about Oprah interviews she's talked about you know speaking her truth but I think she wants to do that on her, her own terms and I kind of actually applaud her for that because there's no way it could be twisted. You know, like what you see is what you get. Whatever she's putting out there, whatever she's writing, like that's it. Um, But, you know, as far as new music and the book, I wouldn't expect anything. Definitely not expect anything the end of this year. There's only a couple more months left in this year. But, you know, I always wish Brittany the best. I hope she is getting the help she needs. That's all I'm going to say about that. Hi, Du. It's Lola. Um, I just wanted to ask, really, um, 
what are what are the details? Does do you have any details about the new film um, that's just come out? Um, uh, what's it called? With Mila Kunis, I think it's a wonderful film. But does do you have any behind the scenes details about that film? Thank you. And I consent to having my voice note, uh, my voicemail used on the pod. Thank you. Hi, Lola. Thank you so much for your question. Um, the movie you are referring to is The Luckiest Girl Alive. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Um, trigger warning, though. I didn't know what it was about. I thought it was going to be like a lighthearted movie. It is not. It involves sexual assault. So if you haven't seen it yet and you want to see it, I think it's important you know that that's part of the plot. I didn't know that. So, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, whoa, I was not expecting that. Um, But her performance is really good. I thought it was a really good performance. Um, As far as behind the scenes, no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't have any information um, on behind the scenes of the movie. Um, I don't know anyone who worked on that movie. I, tr- I tried all morning to rack my brain to remember if anyone had wrote in who had worked on the movie and they hadn't. I got a lot of um, pictures when they filmed in New York. I got a lot of pictures of her filming because I think they filmed in Times Square. Um, and that's really it for the movie. But if you want to know about Mila Kunis, we could talk about her a little bit. I actually had included Mila in my newsletter two weeks ago. And if you guys aren't subscribed to the newsletter, you could do so on the website, demois.world. You put in your email. The newsletter comes out every Friday. It's sort of a recap of um, what was posted on Instagram and the podcast all in one place. Um, Trying to make it easy for you guys in case you miss anything. Mila was included in the newsletter two weeks ago um, because people were asking about her because the movie came out and you know people who've been following the account from the beginning will remember that there was a demois shit list and it was sort of like a running list of every celebrity who was submitted who had been an asshole and they their names would make this shit list and Mila Kunis was the one who initiated the demois shit list. And I'll read you guys the post um, of why this shit list started. Also, this was during quarantine. So, you know, my response is a little aggressive to this person, but like emotions were heightened during quarantine. So (laughs) that's why I had such like a visceral response. But Somebody wrote in and said, super random story. Not sure if anyone will care about this. Way back, probably around 2002, I was at a Broadway show and saw Mila Kunis and Macaulay Culkin outside smoking during intermission. My dad forced me to go up to them and told them I was a big fan of that 70s show. I wasn't really, but whatever. And she laughed and said, you watch too much TV. Was very sweet. Still think it's so random that they dated. I had a very strong reaction to this message. I said, that's so fucking rude. She wouldn't have a job if we didn't watch too much TV. She just made my shit list. So apparently I was like very put off by the fact that she told this young fan that they watched too much TV. 
Um, so Mila made the shit list and then, you know, DMs started rolling in about people's experiences with Mila that, you know, kind of weren't that great. Now I've talked about this before and I think it does kind of apply to Mila Kunis. I've talked about the gossip girl effect, how young celebrities will start off on a hit TV show and they'll kind of be like assholes. You know, it happened to Blake Lively. It happened to a lot of people on the cast of Gossip Girl, not Penn Badgley, you angel, not him. Um, but, you know, it happens. It happens to a lot of people. Misha, Misha Barton happened to her. So, you know, it could have been like the Gossip Girl effect for Mila Kunis, where she was a young celebrity on a hit show and she was a fucking asshole. So people that she encountered during that time did not have great things to say about her. Um, here's another one. I mean, you know, these are older stories. I just want to say that. Um, okay, here's another one, which got her number one spot at the, on the shit list. I met her in 2001, 2002 in L.A. She was with Macaulay and some woman. My friend was a huge fan of Macaulay's, so she went up to Macaulay to chat and Mila was talking a bunch of shit about her and how fans are so annoying in Russian. She was saying all this in Russian. She clearly didn't think I was Russian and thought I couldn't understand her. My friend got awkward because she was ignoring Mila and talking to Macaulay, so my friend asked Mila for a picture and she was so rude and rolled her eyes so like another fan encounter where she was like a little bratty um oh this one also rubbed me the wrong way I don't know why god quarantine really brought out the best of me um she, Mila was in town filming that stupid Mark Wahlberg dead <laughs> The kid working the stand was so excited and said, I know you. And she quickly replied, no, you don't. But the kid kept going and was like, yeah, no, you're the woman from that TV show. And she replied with another swift, quick, hard no. They went back and forth a few times. She looked super annoyed. She was just very cold and rude. So I get into the empty movie theater and plop in the middle and then she comes in and sits two seats diagonal from me. So it's just me, Mila and the blonde woman she's with. So I tell people I watched Bridesmaids with Mila Kunis. LOL. I did not see or hear her laugh once and they left before it ended. I guess Mila was going to see the movie Bridesmaids and this person was also in the theater. And I said, what the fuck kind of monster doesn't laugh at Bridesmaids? I mean, listen, Bridesmaids is a fucking phenomenal movie. Like, and you leave before it ends, but for the final scene when they're singing, hold on for one more day. I know that there is change, but you hold on for one more day and you Break free from that's a fucking fantastic song. Okay. Anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of like those kind of interactions. But again, as she got older, I think she matured and she changed. She's also super private with Ashton. So there were a couple of interactions where like she'd be out with Ashton and their kids. Also the kids, you know, granted kids but she'd give off like bad vibes to people who recognize them I got a bunch of messages like that um so yeah I know you didn't ask to know specifically about Mila Kunis's vibe but that's all I could offer you 
Um, if anyone listening worked on the luckiest girl alive, let us know how that was. Let us know how that experience was. Here's another Mila Kunis shitless post. Um, few years back when she was dating Ashton, she showed up at a Pilates studio I went to. She talked through the entire group session, dropping tons of F-bombs. I mean, she was relatable, I guess. Pretty eyes, but had acne. Don't be mad that I added in that they said she had acne. I think that makes it relatable. I don't know about you guys, but like I still deal with breakouts and it's so annoying. So to know that like celebrities have acne for some reason like makes me feel better like any like flaw in the world that is reported about celebrities having I'm like eh, eh, like we don't need to talk about that like you know let them be but for me like for some reason like when I hear like a celebrity has acne I'm like oh thank god like I'm not alone (laughs) I know it's like so crazy but how annoying is acne um so yeah it's just like a bunch of stuff like that anyway Thanks for your question, Lola. Hi, Do. It's Marsha from Northern Virginia. I'm calling to see or have you give some more insight into uh, the Jay Barari, um, I think that's how you pronounce her name, um, that is on YouTube and TikTok, and she lives in a haunted farm. And I know you mentioned her once that you're you're totally into it, too. I just wonder, do you have any insight? Is it is this for real, or do you think now that maybe she's just looking for uh, start selling merch and things like that? It's so erratic when she posts things, and it's really scary when she does. But I'm I'm starting to question it because there's no consistency, and people keep asking her why she's still there. She never really answers, hasn't had anybody out, any Ghostbuster-type people out. So I'd just like your uh, insight on that. Happy Halloween. Oh, my God. Marsha, I love you so much because I asked for, like, spooky voice messages. (laughs) Um, And you delivered. You delivered big time. So thank you for that. Let me just fill you guys in a little bit about what she's talking about if you don't know. I've talked about this briefly on Instagram. I've talked about it extensively on Spotify. Um, There is a TikTok account. It's called Jen Berari. B-E-R-A-R-I is her last name. Um, She's a woman who has a farm in Pennsylvania, a beautiful old farm. Um, Actually, I don't know if it's a working farm, but it looks like at one point it probably was. She documents paranormal activity on her property like I've never seen before. I am really into like those ghost shows. Um, I love Zach Baggins. I love all like the spooky haunted type of TV shows. So when I found her account, I was like jackpot. I've never seen paranormal activity documented like this like the things that she's able to capture on film is insane um I'm talking voices I'm talking apparitions 
I'm talking shadow figures. I'm talking the opening and closing of doors. I'm talking I'm talking the flickering of lights. I'm, I'm not even flickering. That's not even doing justice to what goes on on her property. She has a main house and she has like a couple other structures. She also doesn't live there full time. So she has another residence and she also travels for work, but she has security cameras all around her property. So sometimes she'll post videos and she'll show what's going on when she's not there. And the lights in the houses on her property, so there's like a guest house and a main house, will be flickering in a way that like I, I literally think to myself like, you know, if it is fake, because I, let me just back up. There are people that are questioning the validity of her videos. They're wondering if she's making it up. They're wondering, you know, if she's staging all of this stuff on her own. That's how unbelievable they are. The lights in itself, I know it sounds like a pretty, you know, simple thing, like lights flickering, but the way that they flicker, it's like insane and crazy. Um, so, Marsha, to answer your question, I believed it from the start. I've watched all her videos multiple times. Um, I do watch them at night. I do like to like spook myself out a little bit. Like I like, I'm like get into, I like get into that like freakiness. Um, I watch her videos at night. You know, I say my little chant out into the universe. Like I do not claim any energy from this video. Like that's how spooky some are. They're really, really spooky. Um, if you guys are into it, I highly suggest that you watch. So what Marsha's referring to is, you know, in her videos, she does say like I'm having, you know, paranormal investigators come out and look at the property. Um, but then she never follows up. So that's why people started doubting her. Um, she says that she's going to do something and then she doesn't follow up. So now she's selling merch. She has an NFT. Um, so people are doubting her, you know, to which I say, like, she has a platform. She saw a business opportunity and she's going for it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I also, you know, the more I think about it, I don't think that that discredits her in any way. She talked about the history of her property and it's old. There's a lot of things that happened on the grounds of her property. I'm talking like war. I'm talking like sacred burial grounds like she does share all that and if you are into the paranormal you do know that like those places are highly 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 active I did start to doubt her because people started like you know messaging me and being like you know people are doubting her you know what do you think and I didn't know what to think I didn't know what to think so I turned to our resident psychic Karen Reese I'm sure you guys have seen me post about her all the time. She's been on my Spotify live show. She's done live readings. If you guys have been in those sessions of her giving live readings, some of them are unfreaking believable. Like the things that she knows about people and they're on the spot. The readings are on the spot. Like she doesn't get any prep. I pick the people who are going to be read at random on the spot and she just like knows shit about their lives. Like we, we've had some amazing, amazing episodes with her. Her name's Karen Reese. Um, you could find her on Instagram. Um, book a session with her if you guys are into that. I've had her read me and 
I could I honestly I'm not shitting you guys like the things that she knew she knew names of family members um she didn't know my name so you know it's not like she could have like looked me up prior um if you guys are interested in booking her for a reading you can find her on Instagram it's k-a-r-y-n-r-e-e-c-e I just have to like give her that shout out because she's so lovely and every time I have a question she is always so helpful Anyway, I asked her to look at Jen's Instagram and see what she thought. So she left me a voice recording. So of the material that I did see, I would say that it is legit. Um, So I saw orbs, um, some other things that are very common when it comes to paranormal activity. So from what I did see of the footage, um, I would say that there um, is legitimate legitimacy to what they experienced so there's activities and you can see the orbs and some of the uh, clips which is always a telltale sign that there's a lot of spiritual activity so anyways i think these women are pretty legit okay so that's karen's professional opinion i totally trust anything she says so i hope that answers your question marcia and you guys if you're into paranormal activity i really urge you to check out jen's tiktok she also has a youtube um it's wild like she she catches like voices, like voices telling her to get out, voices telling her to leave. Um, God, like paranormal activity in her daughter's bedroom, like crazy, crazy shit. Um, OK, let's move on to the next question. Hi, this is Christian Walker. I consent to my voice being used in this podcast. My question is. There has been a couple of reports about Pete and Kim still talking. Do you think there's any truth to it or just some PR? And is will we see Pete with a new girl in the, in the coming months or will he, will he remain private for the rest of the year? Thank you. Hi, Christian. Thank you so much for your question. This is actually something I wanted to touch on. Um, because I didn't get a chance to update you guys on Instagram. So thank you for your question. Um, I posted on Instagram yesterday. Somebody asked if Kim and Pete were rekindling their romance. Um, and I posted, I have not heard, quote, absolutely not from anyone yet. So I'm going to say, I don't know, maybe. Well, in response to that post, um, <laughs> someone responded, absolutely not. So there is the absolutely not that I haven't heard before, um, sort of confirming that no, they will not be rekindling their romance. I know there's been some reports of them having like a secret rendezvous at a hotel. You know, I did not see any legitimate outlets reporting that. I think it came from, I don't even know, the National Enquirer, maybe OK Magazine. So I don't know where that originated. And as far as Pete being with someone new, he is filming a movie right now. And I think that after the whole Kardashian world win, I would not expect to see him stepping out with someone anytime this year. I think he sort of needs a break and he's focusing on work. He just finished a movie in Australia. Now he's filming a movie in New Jersey. So this is just my opinion. I would say do not expect to see Pete Davidson with a new serious love interest as far as them still talking and being in touch that I don't know um but I don't think that there was any secret rendezvous at a hotel I mean 
the absolutely not confirmation I received in response to my post, I would say is very reliable. So um, I'm going to trust what they say. No rekindling of romance. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you next time. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to Do You. New episodes will air every Thursday. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, you can also follow me on Instagram at DeMois.